Chapter Four of Bransford of Rainbow Range by Eugene Manlove Rhodes. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Four: The Road to Rome. Behold, one journeyed in the night. He sang amid the wind and rain. My wet sands gave his feet delight. When will that traveller come again? The heart of the road. Anna Hempstead Branch a hypotenuse as has been well said is the longest side of a right-angled triangle there is no need for details that we are all familiar with the use of this handy little article is shown by the existence of shortcuts at every available opportunity and by keep off of the grass signs in parks now had jeff bransford desired to go to arcadia to that masquerade for instance his direct route from Jackson's ranch would have been catter-cornered across the desert, as has been amply demonstrated by Pythagoras and others. That Jeff did not want to go to Arcadia, to the masked ball, for instance, is made apparent by the fact that the afternoon preceding said ball saw him jogging southward toward Baird's, along the lonely base of that inveterate triangle whereof Jackson's, Baird's, and Arcadia are the respective corners, leaving the fifty-five-mile hypotenuse far to his left it was also obvious from the tenor of his occasional self-communings i don't want to make a bally fool of myself do i old grasshopper anyhow you'll be too tired when we get to jeans grasshopper made no response other than a plucky tossing of his bit and a quickening cadence in his rhythmical stride by way of pardonable bravado i never forced myself in where my company wasn't wanted yet and i ain't going to begin now asserted jeff stoutly adding as a fervent afterthought damn lake his way lay along the plain paralleling the long westward range just far enough out to dodge the jutting foothills through bare white levels where grasshoppers hoofs left but a faint trace on the hard glazed earth at intervals tempting crossroads branched away to mountain springs the cottonwood at independent springs came into view round the granite shoulder of strawberry six miles to the right of him he roused himself from prolonged pondering of the marvellous silhouette where san andres unflung in broken masses against the sky to remark in a hushed whisper i wonder if she'd be glad to see me several miles later he quoted musingly for eleanor her christian name was eleanor had twenty-seven different kinds of hell in her after all there are problems which pythagoras never solved the longest road must have an end rich's ranch was passed far to the right lying low in the long shadow of Kalor, then the mouth of Gambrio canyon far ahead a shifting flicker of bear's windmill topped the brush it grew taller the upper tower took shape he dipped into the low mirage-haunted basin where the age-old texas trail crosses the narrow western corner of the white sands when he emerged the windmill was tall and silver-shining the low iron roofs of the house gloomed sullen in the sun dust rose from the corral now jeff's ostensible errand to the west side had been the search for strays three days before he had prudently been three days ride farther to the north 
the reluctance with which he had turned back southward was justified by the fact that this critical afternoon found him within striking distance of arcadia striking distance that is should he care for a bit of hard riding this was exactly what jeff had fought against all along so when he saw the dust he loped up it was as he had feared a band of horses was in the water-pen among them a red roan head he knew copperhead of pringle's mount confirmed runaway jeff shut the gate for the first time that day he permitted himself a discreet glance eastward to arcadia three days he said bitterly while grasshopper thrust his eager muzzle into the water trough three days i have braced back my feet and slid like a yearlin on a brandon bee and look at me now oh copperhead you darned old fool see what you done now in this morose mood he went to the house there was no one at home a note was tacked on the door gone to plomo back in two three days beef hangs under platform on windmill tower when you get it oil the mill books and deck of cards in box under bed don't leave fire and stove when you go jean baird n b feed the cat jeff built a fire in the stove and unsaddled the weary grasshopper he found some corn which he put into a woven grass moral and hung on grasshopper's nose he went to the water pen roped out copperhead and shut him in a side corral then he let the bunch go they strained through the gate in a mad run despite shrill and frantic remonstrance from copperhead jeff said jeff soberly are you going to be a damned fool all your life that girl doesn't care anything about you she hasn't thought of you since you stay right here and read the pretty books that's the place for you this advice was sound and wise beyond cavil so jeff took it valiantly after supper he hobbled grasshopper and took off the nose-bag then he went to the back room in pursuit of literature have i leave for a slight digression to commit a long-delayed act of justice to correct a grievous wrong oh, thank you we hear much of mr andrew carnegie and his libraries the hall of fame the little red schoolhouse the five-foot shelf and the world's best books a singular thing is that the most effective bit of philanthropy along these lines has gone on recorded of a thankless world this shall no longer be know then that once upon a time a certain soulless corporation rather in the tobacco trade placed in each package of tobacco a coupon each coupon redeemable by one paper-bound book whether they were moved by remorse to this action or by sordid hidden purpose of their own or again by pure disinterested and far-seeing love of their kind is not yet known but the results remain there were three hundred and three volumes on that list mostly but not altogether fiction and each one was a classic classics are cheap they are not copyrighted could i but know the anonymous benefactor who enrolled that glorious company how gladly would i drop a leaf on his beer or a cherry in his bitters thus it was that in one brief decade the cowboys with others became comparatively literate cowboys all smoked doubtless that was a chief cause contributory to making them the wrecks they were it destroyed their physique it corroded and ate away their will-power 
leaving them seldom able to work over nineteen hours a day except in emergencies prone to abandon a duty in the face of difficulty or danger when human effort raised to the nth power could do no more all things considered the most efficient men of their hands on record cowboys all smoked and the most deep-seated instinct of the human race is to get something for nothing they got those books in due course of time they read those books some were slow to take to it but when you stay at lonely ranches when you are left afoot until the water-holes dry up so you may catch a horse in the water-pen why you must do something the books were read then having acquired the habit they bought more books since the three hundred and three were all real books and since the cowboys had been previously uncorrupted of predigested or sterilized fiction or by gift uplift and helpful books their composite tastes had become surprisingly good and they bought with discriminating care nay more a bookcase follows books a bookcase demands a house a house demands a keeper a housekeeper needs everything hence alfalfa house plants slotless tables bank books the chain which began with yellow coupons ends with christmas trees in some proudest niche in the hall of fame a grateful nation will yet honor that hitherto unrecognized educator franc de boeuf jeff pawed over the tattered yellow-backed volumes in profane discontent he had read them all another box was under the bed behind the first opening it he saw a tangled mass of clothing tumbled in the bachelor manner with the rest a much-used football outfit canvas jacket sweater padded trousers woolen stockings rubber nose-guard shin-guards ribbed shoes all complete for jean baird was full back of the el paso eleven jeff segregated the gridiron wardrobe with hasty hands his eye brightened he spoke in an awed and almost reverent voice i ain't mostly superstitious but this looks like a leading first i'm here second copperhead's here third no one else is here and for the final miracle here's a costume made to my hand thirty-five miles ten o'clock if i hurry hmm when first i put this uniform on how did that go i'm forgetting all my songs getting old i guess rejecting the heavy shoes as unmeet for waxed floors and the shin guards he rolled the rest of the uniform in his slicker and tied it behind his saddle then he rubbed his chin ah that's a true saying too i am getting old youth turns to youth buck up jeff you old fool have some pride about you and just a little old horse sense yet he unhobbled grasshopper who might then be trusted to find his way to rainbow in about three days he went to the corral and tossed a rope on snorting copperhead no i won't go he said as he slipped on the bridle just to uncock old copperhead i'll make a little horse ride to hospital springs and look through the stock he threw on the saddle with some difficulty copperhead was fat and frisky do you want to see a jeff an old has-been like you no no i'd better not go i won't there if i didn't leave that football stuff on the saddle i'll take it off it might get lost whoa copperhead copperhead however declined to woe on any terms 
his eyes bulged out he reared he pawed he snorted he bucked he squealed he did anything but woe exasperated jeff caught the bridle by the cheekpiece and swung into the saddle after a few preliminaries in the pitching line jeff started bravely for hospital springs it was destined that this act of renunciation should be thwarted copperhead stopped and dug his feet in the ground as if about to take root jeff dug the spurs home with an agonized ball copperhead made a creditable ascension shook himself and swapped ends before he hit the ground again whoop he said his nose was headed now for arcadia he followed his nose his roan flanks fanned vigorously with a doubled rope headstrong stubborn unmanageable brute oh well have it your own way then you old fool you'll be sorry copperhead leaped out to the loosened rein this is just plain kidnapping said jeff kidnapped and kidnapper were far out on the plain as night came on arcadia road stretched dimly to the east the far lights of la luz flashed through the leftward dusk straight before them was a glint and sparkle in the sky faint diffused wavering beyond a warm and mellow glow broke the blackness of the mountain wall where the lights of low-hidden arcadia beat up against rainbow rim jeff was past his first vexation he sang as he rode there was ink on her thumb when i kissed her hand and she whispered if you should die i'll write you an epitaph gloomy and grand time enough for that says i keep a movin here copperhead time few just right along you will play hooky will you i'm gonna be a horse End of chapter four